Hi, this is Yolanda. I'm sharing with you the memoirs of President Joseph Smith III, 1832 to 1914. And we're on page 128, um, continuing on within chapter 15. And this is the last bit of chapter 15. Enjoy. It is possible that some of us might have been put upon the stand had not Senator Burroughs already possessed so much knowledge of the history of the church. It may be added also that Senator Hopkins of Illinois and Senators Allison and Dolliver of Iowa handled their examination of witnesses in such a manner as to bring out all essential points, or the greater part of them, that would have been presented had we been called to testify. I was much pleased to discover from the careful questions asked by Honourable John G. Carlyle, that he too had a pretty thorough understanding of the attitudes of both churches, their general beliefs, faith, organisations and history, and was notably fair all through the hearing in making distinctions between the two bodies whenever necessary. Some significant facts that are brought out in the testimony which directly concerned us and might be briefly set out here. Joseph F. Smith, possibly the most important witness upon the stand, made statements which brought out the following facts. That the teaching of the Book of Mormon was opposed to polygamy, plainly condemning it. That the polymath... Oh my gosh, I can't say this word. <laughs> Polygamic structure in utah was based upon a purported revelation presented by brigham young out there on august the 29th 1852 eight years and two months after the death of joseph smith who he alleged was its author or receiver that the doctrine was at that time introduced as a tenet of the church by brigham young that in 1890 a revelation or manifesto directing the abandonment of the practice was given to the utah church through its then president wilfred Woodrow, Woodruff, which revelation was acknowledged and adopted by officers and members at their conference of October the 6th last year. Sorry, let me say that again. October the 6th that year. That he, the witness, Joseph F. Smith, was at present living in the practice of plural marriage with five wives who had borne him 42 children and that he was doing so contrary to the law of God given to the original church, and was, and also contrary to the manifesto which sought to abolish the practice. Thus it seemed eminently proper, in the light of such testimony of unlawful practices being done in the name of religion, that we, a body holding to the primitive faith of the church founded in 1830, and not compromised or associated in any way with those who claiming to be the church were teaching and practicing such heresies should be represented at that hearing the moral effect of our presence was good and advantageous to our position and from stand from our standpoint it was necessary in order to guard against possible misunderstanding or misrepresentation of our tenants and faith the selections of men to accompany me were wise brother briggs was one of the first missionaries sent by our church to Utah, where in 1863 and later he preached in various places in the territory in spite of the edict of President Brigham Young, 
that he should not be permitted the use of any of their buildings in which to present the views of the reorganised church. He was eminently qualified to testify to the treatment he and others had received from Brigham Young and could have thrown some interesting lights upon many points of the question. Brother Heman C. Smith had become thoroughly acquainted with all the principal facts in the history of the church, including dates when certain important events had occurred and thus could have given reliable, accurate and important testimony. Bishop E. L. Kelly had also been in Utah and had become acquainted with conditions there. He had once been publicly and violently assailed before the people in a meeting and denied the opportunity of replying or defending himself. My brother Alexander, with elders James Gillen and William Anderson, had conducted a mission in Utah in 1868 and could have thrown some light upon the procedure of the me of the leading authorities of the Mormon Church during the time he was in the territory. As for myself, I could have testified to the character of the faith, doctrines and practices of the church into which I had been baptised by my father, and from which there had been a great and grievous departure by the group headed by Brigham Young. Next heading, result of the visit to Washington. I have no regrets that I visited Washington under the circumstances which existed during this trial before the senatorial committee when the right of Honourable Reed Snoot to retain his seat in Congress was contested. I had long been, I will start again, I had long before predicted and subsequently reiterated the prediction that sooner or later, before the great jury of the people of the United States, the reorganised church would be permitted to stand face to face with those who advocated plural marriage. The time had come, the place and arena were appointed, and the issue was joined, all, as I believe, through divine power and under the wise supervision, supervision of the one who had sent the angel's message to earth in the restoration of the pure and primitive Christian gospel. This spiritual and moral effect resulting from that investigation has been spreading from that time until now and will continue to be felt wherever the elders of the two bodies meet before the public in any locality, even near or far, to discuss their respective faiths, doctrines and practices. On Saturday evening, all of us except Brethren Sheehy and Briggs left the city, wife and I going by way of Toronto to make a brief call upon her people. Brother Kelly went to visit at Tiffin, Ohio, and the others went home. Wife and I reached Toronto on Sunday, a little before noon, the date being February the 11th. There we remained until Tuesday, the 2nd after our arrival. We had not notified them of our intended visit, so affected quite a surprise for our relatives, the Archie McLean family. That first evening, my wife attended the meeting of Brother R.C. Evans, held in the Majestic Theatre. I did not feel able to go then, but a week later attended the service at the close of his sermon, being invited to make a short address. That's the end of um, chapter 15. Thank you for listening.